Hey, what's up, guys? It's your boy, Finn and Adler. And you know what it's time for. A brand new episode, a brand new week, and a brand new opportunity to become the best version of yourself. Oh, yeah. How are you optimizing your 24 hours in a day? Hey, 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 guys. What's up? It is your boys, Finn and Adler on the best you nation Finn. what's up guys my guy i'm doing well man uh it's another wonderful day beautiful day sun is shining and we are going to be jumping into something really amazing today but i don't want to steal the mic from you i want you to share with our fam what we are hopping into you got this all right let's go let's go bring it on boy all right so check this out all right today we are kind of going to do a part two on fake love and the reason being is we got a lot of feedback, you know, a lot of it, you know, some of it positive, some of it, not, I won't even say negative, but just good old fashioned criticism. And that being said, I think it's worth revisiting and just to kind of expound upon some things, right? Oh, for sure, man. One of the things that I was, you know, one of the feedbacks that I was told that like somebody reached out to say, hey, Adler, you, you, you good, man, you all right? You, you sound like you're a little upset about, you know, something and, you know, I appreciate the fact that you took the time to, you know, check on my, you know, check on me and to check on my overall well-being. I appreciate that. Anytime somebody oh, does, sure. really appreciate it. But at no point in time was I upset or um, felt any type of way. I guess it just might have just came out wrong. Maybe I, I'm still working on like the, the uh, I guess the Zoom persona because you know now people get to see us and stuff like that. So it, I guess it must have came out wrong. That being said, um, I just want to be able to um, just share and just kind of like expound that I am good, I'm fine. Finn, I know you heard some stuff as well. What did you hear? Yes, so one of the, obviously, like you said, feedback is fantastic. I love hearing great news. I love hearing, well, I shouldn't say I love bad news, but criticism, good old fashioned criticism, like you said, it is the way to grow, the way to develop, and it gives us something to think about. And obviously, we wouldn't spend another entire season or start another entire episode in this season talking about something if we didn't feel like we could have done a little bit more. So I feel like a lot of times what, you know, what we do is we get feedback and we go, oh, you know, we appreciate it. We take it in and we slowly add it in as we go right but no today we're taking it out to a whole nother level and the feedback that i was getting um number one is you couldn't have dug a little deeper you could have dug a little deeper man and i said you're right no because i listened to it at work uh it was a little it was a little slow one day and i was like listen to our podcast and i'm like you're right i mean we really we nailed things on the head but there are some things that we would we would reach, we would elevate to a point, and then it's like a hammer to a nail. Instead of hitting the nail, you missed it and hit the block of wood. And so today, as you've already mentioned, Adler, the goal today with this episode is to nail some of the points that we may have not really hit on the, on the head properly and really expound on a little bit more, go into depth, and really bring out some more color in what we're talking about which i'm excited about man i don't know about you so, we are going to take things today to a whole nother level check this out finn check it out boy i'm checking it out this season has been about what what was the main theme for this season love love right 
And um, for those of you, this is, if this is your first time and maybe you didn't check out some um, earlier episodes during the season, to me, the definition of love is I love you is equal to I care for you. And obviously there's different levels of love and like we go back to another episode if you want, want to go into the different types of love. What is love? That's, I think the episode but, is called What is Love? We go into the depth about that. Exactly. If, you, if you're that interested, check it out. Um, but my definition of love is I want what is best for you and I, I'm here to support you and I care for you. So Finn, I love you. So I love you too, bro. I'm here to support you and to care for you the best way I can. And sometimes that might mean, you know, telling you something that you may not necessarily want to hear. And sometimes that might be uh, being the cheerleader in the background. Whatever the case may be, like love has different shapes and forms that um, I guess require you to fill different positions, you know, depending on like the situation, right? Absolutely. When I love somebody, that I care about their overall well-being. And here's something that I have grown to appreciate in my almost 30 years of, you know, walking this earth. I appreciate real, genuine people because in this day and age it's hard to find real genuine people who not only are being truthful and showing transparent in who they are but they also show love in a very transparent way and that's that's it's essential for me and I, i know finn you can touch on it too that's something that is like a huge thing for you as well anybody will anybody like fake love anybody want like you know somebody to be like oh yeah hey we're cool to your face but then when you're not here like hey i say the most messed up things behind your back right yeah for sure no for sure i i think the the concept of love and if you don't mind me sharing i mean loving i love your point and i love when we talk about love i love when you share the definition or your perception of love because again love it comes in all shapes and forms so if you, don't give, if you don't mind, give me just a second. I'm going to share with you with my perspective on love, and then I'm going to also share with you on that whole idea of fake love. Mm-hmm. So my perception on love, and it's something that I've learned over the years, and I think I still continue to learn, is it's very similar to what you said, and I'm not going to steal your words because that's crazy. Um, but love, love is something that you are always producing. It's something that you don't come from a superficial level, but you come from a within, a deeper level. It's connecting one dot to the next. It's creating memories, creating moments, creating that established relationship. It's like building a house. In order for a house to be structurally uh, feasible to live in, you have to make sure your foundation, number one, is strong. Number two, your walls go up. Number three, you have... Uh, the first and second floor, if you're building a two-story house, number four, you need or five, whatever, you yes. have to have insulation yeah. and so on and so on. Yeah. So the the reality is, love is the same way. If you're missing a piece, it's going to all crumble down. Love is bits and pieces organized together to be able to, like you said, care about someone. Yes, yes. What do you have to say? Question. The reason uh, I, I, I'm I'm listening to what you're saying, but I, I'm curious. Um, would you think that, like, when it comes to love, right, mm-hmm. um, does it – so I guess what is your foundation of love, I guess? That's my question to you because – That's a good question. 
That's a fantastic question. Foundational. So my foundation of love. Yes. Most people could guess, and I think we've talked about this before, um, is my relationship with God. Now, I know I talk about it outside of work. Not We don't do... We could do a better job, I think, and we can both say it. I'm going to be honest with myself. I could do a better job of speaking more on my foundation, which obviously my relationship with God on the show. And of course, that's a goal for me that I've set that I'm going to do more of that. And um, I think that would be an opportunity for us to reach out more on that. Um, but God's, God and I, the relationship that I have with him is what keeps me focused on the love I have for people. Um I like to use an example out of the Bible, a character that we both know. His name was Saul, who became Paul. And yeah. I'm not saying that I am going out and crucifying Christians and doing stuff like that. But the point that I'm trying to make is that in the same sense, I didn't care for people. I didn't love people. I um, This is a deep point. I enjoyed seeing people hurt. I didn't care to um, and that's really... Not, you know, it's crazy. That, that's not something I would define you as now to like at all. Like, like you're not, you don't seem like that person. Like, hey, I, I, I'm enjoying your misery. Like, you don't seem like. That Listen, and that's in that part. There's a lot of healing that you have to go through, in that foundation that I that I have now that my house is built on, mm-hmm. uh, for for metaphoric purposes, is is God. And if you think about God, you know, in my eyes, God is my Father. He is the the you know the creator of Earth and creator of mankind and realistically he is love right and and in my perspective in my eyes so yes so to answer your question more thoroughly my foundation has been my foundation for going on eight years i before those eight years i always had god there god was always there i just never really understood and um we can go on about it all day long but i know we're trying to focus on today's topic of fake love and how we can elaborate more on it i think that like when you when you say when you in order to identify fake love you have to know what love is and in order for you to know what love is you have to have a foundation Hmm. from that foundation builds everything and the same thing with you like my foundation of love it comes from god because at the end of the day god cares for every single one of us right and that's my belief so, and this is just my own personal definition of love and there's no right or wrong answer. Everybody has like their own um, perception of it. But when you love somebody, you care about like them as a person, as a whole. And you try to either pour in and contribute to their to their life. And that's kind of the perspective and role that I've taken. And this goes for every person that like, I can actually like sit down and say, hey, I got love for you then that means that I'm going to pour into you. I'm going to help you if you need help. If, if you need you know, help moving uh, on a Saturday, hey, I got you. If I'm available, I'm, I'm going to try to make sure that I can help you out. If you need a couple hundred bucks, maybe not a couple hundred. If you need like 20, bu- <laughs> 20 bucks to hold on to, I got you. Like, I- I'll do whatever I can in order to help and support. And now I let me can I ask I want to I want to I want to pitch a question to you. Just want to provoke your thoughts real quick, because now you now it's easy. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna provoke your thoughts. Get ready for this. Better buckle in and brace for this. You and I are both in healthcare, and I know we're gonna go off real quick just for a second because you're you're talking about the definition of love, right? Jesus yeah. loved, and I'm not saying that we're perfect, and we're not. That's 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 a fact. But Jesus loved people no matter what walk in life they are in. People know 
that that's what Jesus did. Now, here's my question for you. This is what's going to be the thought-provoking question. You are a nurse, and you encounter different people on a regular basis, whether they are a patient, whether they are some new staff members, or it's a new assignment when you're traveling to another state. My question for you is, though, how are you exemplifying the same kind of love that you would have for your friends, that that love that you would give a couple hundred dollars to? How would you exemplify that in your setting, in your, in you know, being a nurse or out and about? Because think about it. We come across people all the time. It's not like it's in our nature as you and I on this show to pour out into people and invest in people. But yeah. what sets that apart? for so many people that you come across to the people that you call your friends that you call your family. So how do you exemplify a love I, where it doesn't change too much? I just, I, first of all, I, I have to kind of touch upon this just to make sure we're all on the same page. A couple hundred bucks is a little steep. I'm not, I'm, <laughs> there's levels to this. You know, if you need 20, I got you. Like a couple hundred, that's like, you know, we best friends, you know, like type mode. I just want to correct that. I don't want like my next core to be like, yo, let me buy, let me hold two hundred dollars. Just relax, relax, relax. I, it's more of like on a you know personal person to person basis. Exaggerated to give you guys the idea that Adler will invest and pour into you, but not in actual financial investment as much as the love that he would invest. I just not that steep. That's just more the that's the the only thing I'm trying to add up. Just not that steep. But the way that okay, so check this out. Um, foundation. You have to have that foundation. And once you have that foundation, it's easy to love everybody or to show that love. So, um, you know, in Galatians, it says, like, above all else, guard your heart. Because from it, love flows out of it. Right? So, you protect yourself um, as much as you can. Like, you protect your heart and you don't, you're, as in, like, you're not necessarily giving your heart to every single person but you're protecting it so that way you can show love to somebody a stranger who doesn't necessarily know you or merits or deserve that type of like affection so the way that i try to show love to like employees or coworkers or patients is i try to listen because you you don't really you underestimate the power of listening because a lot of times, like, you know, people talk, but not a lot of people listen. Like, they hear you, but they're not listening to you. So I can regurgitate what you're saying, but I'm engaging you by listening to you, right? And, um, you know, I have patients that don't have family members that come visit them sometimes. And, you know, they only have really one person that will actually take the time to listen. And it could be just the nurse or the tech or whatever the case may be. But that's, I, I, I view that role especially at work, I, I, th I take that as a serious responsibility to not only treat my patient medically and physically, but to also engage them emotionally and um, just to interact with them on a personal level. And I oftentimes make it a point to do that because, especially because work gets busy, it gets crazy. Sometimes you're not able to get back to the room on time and stuff like that. I oftentimes make it my, my point to, to do that that way it gives a little grace because they're like, all right, hey, I know where he's coming from. He already told me like, you know, what's going on. He's kind of busy, but I know when he when he's present, he's present. Like I'm here. Right. So I don't know if that answers your question, but I just. No, it does. I, I just was curious because, you know, 
like we've talked about, you know, and, and I know we want to try to stay on, I would like for us to talk more about this fake love because you said something about five or six minutes ago about how like in order to know and differentiate between fake love and real love, you have to know your foundation. I love, I love that you said that because it does give us, it's kind of a success and failure. And I'm just going to break away from this one more time. See, in order to know what success is, you have to fail. And the same kind of thing is with fake love and real love. Like real love is that love that you can pour out and guard, guard your heart. You're right. You know, cause there are people that I come across and I'm just like, really, but I still in, in a way keep my character and I'm going to help this person out or I'm going to talk to this person. And you said another great point and I will, I can go on a whole tangent of points that you always make my guy. And it's, I love it because it's those little nuggets that we drop throughout the show, but it's guarding your heart, but also giving your time to people that aren't even your family members. And it's like a natural reaction for us, right? Love, love, real love listens. You know, a lot of people try to talk over or talk more. Or, and the thing is you have to have that balance, but I want to stay on topic here and just, kind of figure out so we've talked about fake love we talked about real love we talked about everything so far in this season but my question yeah go ahead i'm sorry go ahead go ahead i was just gonna say how have you in your circumstances or places you've been in your life how have you dealt or handled with you know with fake love so uh how have i dealt okay so Usually, I'm, I'm going to be pretty consistent. Like, um, even if I can tell that, he, like, there's fake love spewing or oozing out from the things that you're saying and things that you're doing, I'm pretty much going going to stay consistent. Um, I okay. So, when I was 18, I got a job in healthcare, and you know, I was wet behind the ear and everything. And I, in my head, I was just like, you know, everything is peaceful, hunky dory. There's no such thing as drama. High school drama is behind me. But the sad realization, I think at 21, I realized that there's such thing as workplace drama. I had no clue that existed. Never. So there was a, um, a person that I used to work with uh, back in my old job. And um, she would, you know, you know, ask me questions like, hey, what are you doing? How's school? How's this? And, you know, whenever somebody asks me about myself, I in turn ask about them because they've taken the, they, they've taken a courtesy of asking about my life. And I feel like it's only polite and I show interest in what's going on in their life. And, you know, I would share and divulge a lot of information and we would just talk just about a lot of different things. And, you know, I, in my head, you know, she's an older person. So, you know, there's no reason why I can't divulge this type of information. However, it turns out that, um, you know, one of my other colleagues, she kind of pulled me over to the side and said, hey, look, you know, I know you're friends with so-and-so or friendly with so-and-so, but she says a lot of, like, really harsh, mean things about you when you're not there. And she told me some of the things. And, you know, I mean, I don't think I was distraught or anything, but, like, it was just like, all right, now you know this information. Do you treat this person a little differently? Or do you, um, you know, figure out a, a more mature um, way to do it? Because especially if you're at work, and I'm not about workplace drama at all. So the only thing that I did in terms of altering what I said, I talked less about myself. And I more so asked more questions. So I just engaged on a different level. So if, you, if you're fake with me, 
that's perfectly fine. I'm not gonna disengage. I'm just not going to that like go out of my way to divulge as much information, especially if you're gonna you know go out of your way to you know castrate my my character or you know my pers my my personality or whatever the case may be. Um, so I'm I'm gonna always like you know I'll always listen. I'll listen to just about any person. I can have a conversation with the wall if you really give give me an opportunity to. So I'm going to engage, listen, and just leave it as is. I'm not gonna you know freely give you information, but I will talk to you. I will interact with you, and you won't really know. It's a very subtle change. You don't really notice it until he's like, "Huh, he really didn't talk about himself." And that's at the end of the conversation. <laughs> well, one of the things that I, um, what I appreciate about that is that, you know, with all that being said, you know, I've, I've, I feel I've experienced that a couple times myself. Um, and that's not necessarily just with work. I think uh, experience, I've experienced that on, even on the outside, uh, across my whole entire, you know, journey so far. Um, one of the things that rings a bell, though, is that some people are going to talk to you in their free time and some people are going to find or sorry, free up their time to talk to you. And the difference is, is that I find myself a lot of times talking to people because that's what I do and that's what you do. We communicate with people. But <clears throat> if I'm working, if I'm having to work to communicate with you, or I have to work to engage with you and it's almost like overworking because any relationship, any friendship, any of those things and loving people, it's going to take work. It's going to take time. It's that's just part of it. But if I have to be in overtime, if I'm in overtime and I'm having to work that much harder, send in an additional text message, send in an additional call to you and you don't respond. And granted, I know people are busy. We're all in a fast paced world. Now things are faster. People are working. I get it, but don't find free time to communicate or to love people free up your own time to love people. And when you realize that when people don't make that time for you or don't want to see how you're doing or reach out to you, or like you said, you just engage and you approach the social time, the love time, the friendships, the relationships that you have a little differently. It's, um, it's definitely a, it's a challenging thing. I think that when you really step into that, mindset and you step into that playing field and learning how to adapt and learning how to ultimately how do you because it's, it's it's a two-way street at this point even though when someone can be in your face be like hey what's up what's up and then behind back talking about you uh, i call that the judas mindset because if you remember in the bible judas did that now i'm not calling anybody judas but i'm saying that ultimate mindset that judas had he what's that an act is an act of betrayal for you to, you know, basically talk about somebody behind their back. It's an act of betrayal because in your mind, you're thinking that there's a certain level of friendliness or friendship that you're at. And then when truth of the matter is that person doesn't like you or celebrates your failures and kind of just takes their takes pleasure in just laughing and ridiculing you. Well, and that's, uh, I'm going to, I don't usually do this while we're on live but i want to share something that i posted at one point on social media and i believe it's on our own personal page on our instagram maybe not but um your friends people that love you are going to celebrate you when you fail 
they're going to celebrate you when you succeed. They're going to celebrate you when you're in your down moments. They're going to celebrate you when you're in your up moments. I will tell you right now from a personal experience, a lot of people would say that, wow, it's crazy that you found joy in pain. You found joy in people being hurt, people that are upset, people that are dealing with issues. But when you are broken, I don't want people to lean on it as a victim. I want people to lean on it victoriously. And when somebody is backstabbing you, when somebody is hurting you, if somebody is not loving you with authenticity, you have to also know how will I react? Because you have two ways. God is looking at you like this. If you're going to react with this sinful, like, ah, I'm going to just stab you back, you're not solving anything. I think you said it before, Adler, it was a good point. You can't... Um, you can't heal or something you can't love. You said something on an episode. I think we were with Rich. I think we talked about it. It's something about you can't battle love with hate or something like that. I don't know. You can catch me back on this one. I don't remember. You said it, and it was really good. But this kind of goes with this. Dakota, it? In order to combat hate, you can't respond with more hate. hate That's right. Hate That's does it. not produce anything. But the only way to combat hate is by providing and nourishing love. Exactly. Love is the only way that you fight hate. There's no other way around it. And, and that's all it is, man. And you know, I think that when you when you when you find yourself in a situation when you know whether it be at work, and people who are listening to this are probably thinking, man, I experience. I think most people experience that kind of stuff when they're in an outside setting, outside their home, outside their relationship. But if you're dealing with that in regular relationships or with a spouse or someone who you're developing more than just boyfriend and girlfriend, and, you know, I think you have to keep yourself aware by loving yourself and understanding yourself. We've talked about this before as well, but I really think at the end of the day that when you see fake love, and like you saw in your situation, in your experience, you loved louder and you loved harder, but you just approached it differently. Because sometimes people are really hurting. I was hurting. I was broken. I was I was struggling, man. And it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my mom's fault. It wasn't my dad's fault. It was nobody's fault. It was just the case in the matter of fact of the situation. It just happened to be. And so many people went through so much backstabbing from me because and I'm going to twist this a little bit just, just to kind of put on the flip side. Yeah. I was a fake friend for many, many years. So I'm going to speak on this for so just a second. You, because when you say that you're a fake friend, how would you define fake friend? Like meaning like what? Exactly? So that's what I want to share with you because while we talk about fake friends and we talk about fake love, I fake loved. I fake friended with people. I wasn't. I did it for my own personal selfish act of, hey, look at me. I have people in my life. Hey, look at me. I can love. Ooh, look at me. Because it was out of my own benefit. I was below because I was hurting. I was in pain. I had a lot of, of questions. I wanted to know what was going on. And over the years through school, interacting with other people, what is it like to be a fake friend? Well, I never checked up on people. Um, I never really engaged in the activities that people are doing. Um, I never really wanted to know what their life was like or what they were doing at home and how school was going. I just always was about me. Now, breaking free from that took a long time. 
but it was recognizing that it's interesting to listen. Like you said, it's nice to know what's going on in people's lives. I, to this day, will, and I don't want to say text messages are like my number one priority or number one form of communication. I would rather sit at a coffee shop, at a park, on a bench, or on the phone and talk to you. But, but you like your text messages too. I do, but that's, you know what? It's for convenience. It's like going to a gas station and getting a Wawa sandwich versus going to... I don't know, a really classy sandwich shop and getting a sandwich there. I mean, you, you pay for what you get. You get what you pay for, I should say. But you that don't know what Wawa is, Wawa is a gas station chain that's in Florida where you can also get like these subs. It's kind of like Subway and a gas station all like combined into one. Not yeah. a lot of places have it because here in Georgia, there's no such thing as Wawa. I just wanted to clarify, but go ahead, make your point. <laughs> what I want to say is for people out there who are listening to this, you will develop sorry i lost my thought train of thought um it's okay though my bad maybe it was meant to be I had to no back. it's okay it was i was making a point about wawa and um you can either go you know. to wawa and get a sandwich there or you can go to a higher end place like i don't know I yeah think but i was making i was trying to make another point before that but it's okay i'm gonna stick back to what i was saying originally the the thing is i wanted to understand people i just never really made an action to do so i was backstabbing people all the time i wanted people to feel my pain i wanted people to know i didn't care i didn't care and i say it like that because people need to know that yes while we sit here and talk on the show and yes while we have our conversations and we talk i know adler and i have been through so many things and it's the time that will come around when the time is right but I'm going to share this with you. It wasn't a good feeling when I recognized what it was like to love people, to know what it was like to be a fake friend or to, to love with fakeness. Like I was, the, I was a professional fake lover. Oh well, yeah. It's because. Like, so it's more so about being genuine when you, when you care for somebody. It, it came from, well, no, remember in the beginning I was talking about superficial well, yeah, yeah. from a different place. I was like, I was like the hairs on your arm. I wasn't even skin. I wasn't even the superficial. I was like the tip of the hair. I could care less. That's how, that's how much my love was fake. I was selfish. It was in my benefit for me to have people in my corner so I could feel good. It was like a dopamine effect. Like I just wanted to feel good. I have friends. I'm po I was never popular. I wanted to be popular, but people will smell out fake so quick. What's that? You're popular in my book. Hey, man, listen, I, I love you, man. I appreciate you. I don't need 2,000 miles wide of friendships and only two and a half inches deep of understanding of somebody. I would rather have five friends and know that I can understand them. I know when they're down. I want to know what's going on in their life. There are people that I call acquaintances we know that and i know this is all about fake love but there is you have to know where love is going to and for friendships if you have two thousand friends on facebook and you aren't hanging out with these people on a regular basis i'm sorry to tell you guys and i'm gonna be a real person they're not really your friends oh, you might have two thousand friends oh, but yeah. of two thousand two hundred might be really people you know which i'm not discounting them but i'm talking about be real with yourself when you're spending time, I text, I'm going to be honest, Adler, I how many times a day or how many times a week do I text you or reach out to you, call you, 
FaceTime you. Shit, we do a podcast every single week, but beyond the podcast. That's about every day. No, I'd say just, and even if it's not every day, it's like every two days, something like that. At the most. And I know there are times that you're tired. Shoot, we are healthcare workers. We're exhausted after our three-day shifts. And you're working night shift. But you know what, guys? Somebody who has been a fake friend, somebody who's experienced that in the flesh, it's not a great feeling. And I want to just say that now that I can pour out into people and I can do it freely and I can do that wherever I go. And you can do it in a more genuine fashion. Exactly. It's come, it comes from within you. You have to know your why. You have to come from a genuine perspective because when you have been at the bottom, you'll know what it's like when you're standing on top because that feeling, that experience taught you how to get from point A to point B. That in between is what really made me go, I want to love people, but genuinely. And you know, and, and I have another story that kind of comes to mind. I, I know we got to finish up soon. That's fine. Let's hear happens. it, man. They need, people need to hear what we have to say, man. And that's what this podcast is about. This is love. This is our love. And it's yeah. real love. So um, when I, in high school, right, um, I had a strong group of friends, right? And really, if you, if, especially in high school, if you wanted to find me, I was with the same group of guys every single day. And one of the things that, um, you know, I, I think um, when you get older, or, you know, at least my parents, like, they were like, hey, look, you got to understand that, like, the people that you went to, for example, high school with, are, yeah, you were close with them in high school, and that, at that level, that's where you were close to. But you're going to find new people at another level and you're going to replace those friendships with new ones. And I was like, me? Replace friendships? Nah, there's no way, man. You know, I'm always going to be close to everybody from high school. This is naive, wet behind the ears, Adler. 19 years young and um, dumb, pretty much. Um, and in my head, I was like, nah, man, we're always going to stay close. And for like, you know, for throughout the, the, the summer, we all stayed pretty, pretty close. And, you know, the first semester of college, you know, goes by, you talk to a few, few people, less people. Then, you know, second semester, you talk to a few less people. Then the um, spring semester comes in, you talk to a few less people. Summer goes by, and then you realize that you don't talk to anybody that you used to be in high school with. It's, but, a, fading, it's a fading process. In my head, I was okay with, I mean, I was okay with the, those other friendships failing, but there was one that, one, I was kind of like, I wouldn't say I was hurt, but I was just kind of surprised. I was shocked. And once I kind of accepted it for what it was, it didn't bother me anymore. But I was just shocked because I was just like, okay, you know, we went through four years together. There was a person that um, we used to, um, we used to, you know, uh, ride the bus together. Um, we used to, you know, drive together, like we did football practice together, like everything together. Like it, it was, you know, that's, that was my guy. And so as like the years came by, you know, my dad said, Hey, you're going to lose some of your friendships, even the closest ones that you got. It's like, nah, there's no way. And I'd like to say, you know, for the most part, most of my friendships, I have like some friendships that are spending almost 20 years. We're going on 18, 19 years. And I have some friendships that are 15, 16 years. And those are the ones that I hold most and deep to my heart because I've known them the longest and they've been through me through every stage of growth. 
But there's one person that just kind of just fell off completely. It was just kind of like, all right, if I'm calling and checking up on you and trying to see, hey, what's up with you, what's new, and you're just not answering, and it's a one-sided affair, right? Right. And I, not, the worst part about it is like we made these corny little necklaces, and like it was like a, a little chain, and it was like a little dog tag. I don't know if you can see this. It's like a little dog tag or something, and it, it was it says never alone because I've got brothers. And it was the four of us. The four of us always, like, that was, like, our thing. I was like, hey, yo, no matter what happens in anything in life, we're all four of us going to go through it together, period. Now, the good thing is there's still three of us, <laughs> but one of us, you know, ended up dropping out. And, you know, at first, you know, your, your human reaction is, you know, hey, yo, like, I'm upset about it. Like, not upset as in, like, I'm crying, but, like, I'm kind of, like, you know, you kind of get mad because, like, you make plans with this person. You, you um, take time. You create time for this person, and then that person doesn't respect your time, and doesn't even has no regards to what it is that you were you were going to be doing that day, and then just cancels. And it, you know, it it took about like you know, I'm not gonna lie, I'm stubborn. So it took about like the sixth or seventh time I was just like, bet, okay, that's cool. And to this day, I can see this person. And I have no, like, you know, I'll, I'll ask him, you know, hey, how are you doing? What's going on with your situation? How are things going for you? And I'm cool with that. But as far as me divulging information and sitting there having like a, like a, you know, chit chat conversation, I, I see what it is at the surface. And then there's no reason for me to engage any further. I talk exactly. to you, fight with you, but there's no reason for me to engage any further because we're not friends like that. You're, you're an acquaintance and that's okay. Like there's no hard feelings, you know, it's just that's the way things are, and sometimes you can't control you can't control what happens in life. The only thing that the only thing that you can do is control how you react to it. So I just react to it the the best I possibly can. Hey, I love you, bro. If there's anything that you do need me to do, let me know. But I also have this this firm belief that even if you wanted you know to hit me up or something, he probably wouldn't just because that's just who he is. And I just have that's okay though. Because there are people that I know, and I'm sure we both could be here all day talking about it. People are going, people, sometimes it's not even us. Sometimes it's just, it's those people that are going through something and maybe it's for their own good. And, you know, like you said, it's, it's something that might ease people's mind. Just because somebody's your acquaintance or somebody that was like your best friend in high school and hung out with you all the time and knew your secrets, knew your stuff, you got to understand there was a season where that was acceptable. It's just like, you know, what you what you do now. Like, honestly, I, listen, I hang out with people all the time, all day long. And someone actually had to point this out to me. Uh, and she pointed it out to me and said, you have a way of being friendly to everybody. And you view people like they are like your friends, all of them. But not everybody's your friend. It took me a while to understand that because – once I learned to love and I learned to have real love and not fake love and fake friendships, I was like, dude, it's such a great feeling. It's like learning how to ride a bike. Yeah. And as you get older and you start to realize and prioritize, that's the word prioritize. You execute certain friendships, you execute certain moves to grow. And just in the last three years, Adler, and just to kind of wrap these things up, you know, the friendship that we've had, the brotherhood that we have, 
I am beyond grateful and beyond thankful that um, the right season, the right time, and everything that fell into place to have this kind of friendship. I'm, I don't know. There are days when I like, let's say you don't respond, like you've had a night shift and I'm just like, Hmm, that's weird. Or like the other day when you, you texted me, but I could tell in the tone because I know who you are. And when you can start doing that and it's not just about the text or even if it's in the phone call, you can tell in someone's voice. I'm sure people have those experiences too, but don't know how to differentiate and prioritize. And so I'm hoping that today, the example of our friendship and the love that we have and a brotherhood, people will start to see that and start to be more confident in the love that they have for people. Because I think that is super important. And let somebody know, go tell somebody that you haven't talked to. I did that the other day. I reached out to somebody from three years ago. It's like we opened up a book. And it's like we just continued. Yeah. And it was powerful. But so when, it didn't mean that we were disconnected. We were able to reconnect. And sometimes you're going to have people on that path with you. Sometimes you're going to be able to reconnect and then you can you know, establish something from it. And sometimes you're going to reconnect and there's not going to be much that grows from it. It's but, just a, hey, how are you? And the weather's nice and have yeah, a good day. Yeah. And that's okay. Fine. Um, I, I think that... Um, kind of like what you were saying um when when you're okay so so when you, <laughs> i feel yeah. like i just like thought provoked you like you're just like oh god no. what do i say you're like frozen for no, a I, second I, I got it i got it so so like <laughs> but you got this man in reference to fake love right in order for you to know what fake love is you have to know what real love is so you that real love um, that may consist, it may show itself in mul uh, a multitude of forms, but you can tell when I'm okay means I'm not okay. Uh, I'm all right means there's more to it. I'm not all right. You can tell that when you have that real love. And unfortunately, when you have like those, those like, um, I wouldn't even call them fake connections, but you, you have those those situations where you know that um, the other person's not genuine about like their, their feelings or emotions or whatever the case may be. It's like, you know, yeah, I would sit here and listen and go through a, a, a breakup with you, even though I don't know, like, I don't know you like that anymore. And I've actually done that before. I've like, you know, the, the same person I went through a whole breakup with, you know, him and he's, you know, like, I'm, I'm hurt and da, 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 da. And I took that time and, you know, some other friends are like, yo, you're wasting your time. But I will take that time to listen, I'll engage you. And then, you know, hopefully you'll get your, pick yourself back up and something will grow from it. In this case, it didn't. You know, he ended up, <laughs> it, was, it was funny. I found out he moved like halfway across the country, like, you know, a month after he left. And I was like, bro, you didn't tell nobody. And I could have been like a, like a going away thing, nothing. And he was just like, yeah, man, you know, it just happened. I was like, all right, well, I see where I am, like in your eyes. And that's cool. That's okay. And, and sometimes, but that, that means it. Uh, I just wanted to just clarify. I got yeah. nothing. Love, respect, and I hope you do absolutely wonderful. Just want to put that out there. Go ahead. No, and I just it, it goes back to this final thing, and it's that some people are going to talk to you in their free time, and some will free up their time to talk to you. Some people are there for just a season. Some people are there for a chapter. And some people are there for the rest of your life. And right. it goes to say that, everything that you go through with yes. people 
You I'm, want to steal the mic so no, bad. I'm excited. I'm, excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for you to finish. What I was going to say, in that very moment when you were just kind of like the third wheel, or not going to say third wheel, but the third person perspective in the breakup that your friend was, or the guy that was having with his female. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, at that time, it made sense to him to have somebody there. Of course. For his maybe possible emotional support. He needs to do But that's, that doesn't mean that your love changed because you still exemplify, you still let it out as hey, real love. Some there. people are not going to be on the same page with you and that is okay. But there. that cannot stop you or change you on how you love people because it's easy. Love can be like a chameleon. Sometimes we just move and change colors with the situation and you can't. Or an iguana. Is it iguana or a chameleon? I think it's chameleon. Chameleons do it. I think both of them kind of do it to a certain extent. But I see what you're saying. You said that some people only talk uh, when they're free and some people free up time. And that just goes back to the one rule that we always talk about is optimizing your time. And there's 24 hours in a day and you create time for what's important. So if you I've been wanna... sharing that with a lot of people. I've been telling people a lot. Like, I don't know what it is, but I've been prioritizing that because it's 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 the fact. It's yeah. it's life. There's 24 it's hours in a day. You create time for what is important and what is worth it. So absolutely. At the end of the day, I urge every single one of our viewers, listeners, um, to optimize the 24 hours that you have in a day. Check up on somebody if you haven't checked up on them in a little while. Yes, uh, encouraging you to do that. Becoming the best version of yourself. Hold yourself to the highest standards. Finn, tell them how they can reach us if they want to connect with us. What are the platforms? What are the ways? Go. Well, we want to stay connect with you guys just like we would if we were to check up on you or check up on a friend. We want to make sure that we're staying connected with you guys and actively throughout the week, throughout the month, throughout the year. You can check us out very easily on Instagram, on the IG, on the gram, at the best you nation. If not, you would like to, you can check us out personally. You can check out Adler at 24 hours in a day. It's on the other side. I think it's on this side. Yeah, on that side on top. And you can check me out on my own personal page at Stephen Finn Foster. We want to make sure that we can provide the best, the best stuff, the best meat and potatoes that we can in our 30 to 40 minutes on these episodes. But in order to do that, we need to hear from you. So we're going to be doing something in an Adler. Do you want to share with people kind of what we're getting ready to do? Like our little campaign that we're working on? And then you're going to kind of go into details about it if that's okay. Um, let's do it. Let's finish this up and let's get pumping. Let's get these people excited because we're getting ready to do something that we have never done. And I'm excited about it. But let's share with them on this episode. This what is Best You Nation. And we now have shirts available. And I'm sure we're going to be doing a shirt giveaway. But in case you just want to support us because yeah, you love us. We also have a website that we're going to make available on our Instagram page. Finn, where's that Instagram and what is it called? Again, the best you nation. At the best you nation. Easy. Yeah. Just type it in right now. Why are you listening to us? At the best you nation. Check it out. It's going to be dope. Um, me and Finn are actually um, finishing creating something kind of special that we would hopefully we can get it towards the end of the season and we can wear it and show you guys uh, uh, just how good the shirts look. Well, 
to just give you some fine details on it, number one, you have a multitude of collections. Obviously, we're rolling it out of September here in a couple weeks, going into the fall season. We have a fall, couple of fall collections. You have the 24 hour in a day, uh, 24 hours in a day collection, and of course, live elevated. So we want you guys to stay classy, looking good, feeling good, smelling good, and wearing merchandise. What's that? Also, stay warm. We might have sweatshirts. This is true, and for all of our not Florida, not Florida listeners, obviously in states like New York and Oregon and Washington, where a lot of you guys are actually listening to our podcast, you guys might just need a sweater because it is going to be a little cold this year, and have- you can take it on. And ho- dude, I'm excited for the hoodies, man. I'm excited for the hoodies. But listen, guys, we're going to be doing a really awesome little campaign. And to make sure that you guys are aware and knowing what's going on, make sure to check out our Instagram. Follow us. In order for you to know what's going to happen with our campaign, because it's going to be launching this fall. You got to keep up with the feed. You have to. Check out the story. We will be kind enough. Adler, what do you think? Should we do it on our own personal pages too? Um, I think, you know, we're going to flood the market and we're just going to put it out there. There's flood the market. There are um, sweatshirts, whatever you need, we got you. Come support your boys, Finn and Adler, the best you nation, 24 hours in a day, and live elevated. All of it. It's right. all That is absolutely right. It's a family. So, guys, we love you guys. Honestly, we do. And as we are closing in on this season, we have one more episode in season three. Adler, this has been an amazing year. I know 2020 has been crazy. But this has been an amazing, amazing year with this podcast. And it's because of you guys. You are all just absolutely amazing. And we want to be able to do a giveaway. So keep posted on our social media. We're going to be flooding it. So get ready to see the TBYN everywhere you go. Um, Because eyes open, ears open, hearts open. We need you guys to know there's opportunity to optimize every single day. So, but for now, but anyway, tune in to us next week, next Monday for your weekly dose of positivity and inspiration. Uh, fake love. I think we did a pretty good job. Give us some feedback. Yes. Let us know. Shoot us a DM on Instagram so we can take your feedback and make it happen. Love you guys. Adler. I'll see you later, man.